welcome to the Surveyor Hub podcast. I'm your host, Marion Ellis, and I thought I would record this little intro hello podcast uh, because it's been a while since the last one came out, a um, good six months. So I'm really excited to be back. I've been chatting to some great guests. Um, can't wait to share it all with you. But I thought I'd just, you know, give you a bit of an overview as to what the podcast is about, how it came about, a bit about me, because I know we've got a few new listeners out there um, and a few who perhaps have forgotten <laughs> because I'm known for lots of different things. I'm recording this podcast in uh, the end of June. Uh, we've just had the um, RICS Bishard report out and I feel like I've got a bit more headspace in order to record these podcasts. Uh, it's been a very stressful and full-on six months at the start of 2022 for me, for lots of uh, different reasons. Um, we just had the heat wave, um, which I have to say <laughs> nearly finished me off. But I'm feeling much more positive now um, and thinking about where you know my work, my business, the podcast, all the things I'm involved with are heading. And it feels really exciting. It's a chance for me to take stock of my life, which sounds really, really deep, but to take stock of, you know, what I do, how I spend my time, people I work with. And, you know, every now and again in our lives, we get to a point where we need to do these things, you know, and I do that myself. I check in every now and again. But the start of the year has been has been quite hard. And that was, there's a couple of reasons for that. Firstly, um, as some of you may know, I'm a, uh, on the governing council for the RICS. I have a seat that represents the UK and Ireland. And my term comes to an end at the end of 2022. Uh, it's been a really interesting and challenging time to be part of, um, I guess, just a, a part of a great change and to see how organizations are run uh, you know at the top and globally when I signed up I never thought I would be involved in something like the Levitt review I never thought I'd be there to support governing council with the Bishard review um, you know these things have been huge and for someone who runs their own business uh, as, a, as a small business it's been interesting to see because it's been a few years since I worked in a in a corporate environment but one of the so apart from, you know, getting all involved in that and it's taken a lot of time, um, you know, last year as we were going through the Levitt review, because I was on the steering group, it was four days a week. You know, and that's a lot for me as a small business, not for any anybody to, to contribute. Um, but you do it because, you know, the difference it, it makes. And it was such an important uh, piece of work. But one of the things that came out of that really was some of the challenges that I faced face personally about what it means to be um, a female in leadership and visible and when people are unhappy about something they are really unhappy and you know for the uh, you know last year was difficult but for the start of this year was particularly difficult with it's a bit of online bullying and pressure uh, being copied into all sorts of uh, different things which were outside of my my remit on governing council but, you know, you get copied into these things and you can't unsee. And so I found it personally very challenging because when you get involved in something uh, like this and like I have uh, with, the, with the RICS, it re you really have to come back to your values and what's important to you 
and why we do this work and why are we surveyors and that really is the thing that's held me uh, accountable personally and helped keep me on the right path when it comes to you know uh, making some of the decisions that we have challenging uh, a lot of the decisions that we've had to make but to go through that actually is quite exhausting too so I found it quite hard. My term comes to an end. Um, as I've said, I won't be um, going up for uh, election again at the moment. I don't, I don't intend to. Um, I've, I've played my part and I'm really keen for others to step up and, and do theirs. And I, and I need a break <laughs> from it too. The other thing that's been quite challenging for me this year is uh, at 47, I have a diagnosis of ADHD. And it's something that I always knew about but didn't quite recognize. Um, I went through the menopause at um, 43 and I got my HRT sorted and I thought yay I'm on the you know the last leg of what it means to be a, to be a woman and something just weren't quite quite right. Um, I was struggling with anxiety which obviously with all the, the pressure and the online stuff hasn't helped. And that really sent me into spiral of depression and what I call feeling very black. And that's a really horrible, dark place to be. And it's even harder to pull yourself out when you don't have uh, the right network of support around you. I don't have the right language yet to talk about ADHD and what it means for me. And some of you might think I'm oversharing. I have a habit of doing, doing that. It's an ADHD thing, it, it transpires. And there's a lot of judgment around it. You know, is it really a thing? What will people think of me if I wear this badge or have this, have this label? How will that affect my business? Um, you know, I, what I've realized is I've got to a stage in my life where I have so many coping strategies. Um, and, you know, uh, that's, that's helped, helped me to where I, I need to be. You know, and, that, and that's great. But when some of those things fall down, or they, uh, they don't work anymore, then that's when things can really get, get tricky for me. And it shows up and manifests itself in, in all sorts of different ways. And I'm bringing, myself bringing attention and awareness to that has been really interesting, quite liberating. Uh, it's meant that I do now need to manage my, uh, my work, the kind of work that I do, make sure that it, it sustains me, if you like. Um, that I look at my energy and how tired I get and the difference uh, that makes. Um, but I'm in control of that. And I have to now create some boundaries, a framework for me to work within. And that's been, you know, one of the, the tricky things is me putting, putting all of that together because consistency is hard. You know, so for me to show up every week with a regular email, with a regular podcast, um, is quite quite difficult so I've had to adapt the, the different ways that I that I work but you know the more I've started to tentatively talk about it and I'm sure we'll talk about it and it'll come up come up in the uh, in the podcast um, in due course is that I come across lots of other surveyors who also have neurodiverse challenges should we say and we need to learn to embrace it talk about it more I do believe it's a superpower or or rather it's got me to where I need to be I know I was particularly successful at dealing with complaints and claims because I harnessed that you know jump in firefight get things done which is what we what you know ADHD is a, a really good at 
Um, but take away the structure of a corporate firm, take away some of the boundaries um, that I had when I ran the blue box uh, business, the training business that I used to work with, you know, and, and I found myself out on a limb, which is why I found it really hard uh, this year trying to work out well, what actually is wrong with me because my hormones are meant to be sorted now. So, you know, I, I come across other surveyors who, who have, have these challenges, these difficulties. And as I said, I don't have the right language for it. Um, you know, someone uh, on my assessment, they described it as high functioning. And when I mentioned that to someone else, you know, they were quite dismissive of that, saying, well, that means, you know, that you, you don't need help. And, you know, it's a bit like the whole diversity piece. You know, sometimes we don't have the language to, uh, to know. And I never want to upset anybody. All I can do is share some of my journey, some of the challenges and hope that it offers support and signposting uh, to others. So, um, yeah, that's been uh, been fun. But I'm in a much better position now. And, you know, I'm thinking about the work that I really love to do and also what it means for me to be a surveyor and why I do what I do. I'm not a practicing surveyor anymore in that I don't provide surveying advice per se. Um, but I do consider myself to be a surveyor and I come across lots and lots of other surveyors who also reach that point in their careers where they, you know, they want to get involved in other things. And one of the things I learned early on um, in my personal development journey, I, I guess, about 10, 15 years ago, was I do what I do. I just happen to do it in the world of surveying. And I think you have to hang on to that. We define ourselves as surveyors so much, but actually we you know, we, we have other skills that we can bring in, in in lots of different ways in different areas. So the journey of, you know, what it means to be a surveyor is actually, you know, the essence of this podcast. Um, I love talking to surveyors or people in the business of surveying and why they do what they do and how they got to where they are. And if you've not seen it, I'd really recommend a very famous TED talk by a chap called Simon Sinek, who I'll put a link in the, in the show notes for this. You know, who talks about, uh, gives the example of Apple um, and how they transformed their business. But I think if you watch that with the lens of, well, why am I, why am I a surveyor? Why did I get in, into this? It's not necessarily all about the money, but usually there's something really meaningful there. Um, you know, for me, it's about making sure people have a safe, warm, dry home to live in, a roof over their head. And the way that I do that you know, used to be by going out doing surveys and giving property advice. The way that I do that now is to support other surveyors, um, businesses out there so that they can do that. And that has a much greater impact. Um, you know, so, but where does that come from? For me, it was my childhood experiences of what it meant to, um, my mum bought her right to buy a house, which turned out to be a disaster. Um, you know, so I know what it what it's like to to have that that vulnerability. But also, um, you know, she had a, um, a huge a, a defect problem, which is sulfate attack. Uh, with, uh, she didn't have a survey. She was advised not to get one. And that then led me dealing with complaints and claims. You know, and it's funny how you turn around and look back and start to join all of these dots. So anybody who's coming new into the industry, no matter where you are, that story is really powerful to tell and you will bring everything that you've learned and that life maturity into your work, particularly if you work as a residential uh, residential surveyor. 
So my career and background, I, I started off as a uh, surveyor down in Croydon, um, doing the usual home buyers, building surveys, uh, mortgage valuations. And after about six years, I moved to a central role with a corporate to initially deal with audit, but then quite quickly into complaints and claims as the last crash and recession uh, took place. And that taught me a lot about um, not just customer experience and how to prevent uh, claims. Um, you know, I'm one of the, I think I'm probably the only uh, surveyor in the UK who's qualified in, uh, in customer experience. It took me down that down that road. You know, you can prevent a lot of the a lot of these things through good service, but also there's a lot of focus on how can we get surveyors to perform better. You know, uh, you know, ultimately you are the people out there writing the reports, ticking the the, the boxes, but you're you're human at the end of the day. You're not a robot, and therefore mistakes will happen. And what I learned more was not just about customer experience, but about employee experience and what it means to support surveyors to be successful so that they don't fail. And everything else that you need around that is not just enough to be technically, uh, technically competent. It's about having the wisdom to know what to do in the moment and what gets you to that, to that moment. So that's a lot really of the essence of what I, I believe, what I talk about um, when I work with my, my clients, whether that's through the mastermind, uh, the next one starts in, uh, in September or the business club. You know, however I, I work with, uh, with clients, I'm always coming back to how can we set ourselves up for success? What does that mean? And that's where the coaching and the personal development comes in. And very often surveyors do not do any of that and they don't, the, they don't get support through it. And so when I um, left my corporate role and I uh, joined Blue Box, that's where, you know, I was given a bit more creative license to engage with, uh, with surveyors and, and explore really uh, and get free from the shackles of what it meant to, uh, to be in a, in a corporate firm. And that's where the Surveyor Hub Community Facebook group uh, came in. You know, we, we thought we'd have 50 people in and that would be amazing. And we could all talk and, and share very professional conversations. But it transpired that actually we like sharing a lot of funny stuff. We like asking for a second opinion. Um, we like to support others. And we like all the, the funny stuff that only we as surveyors, geeky as we are, will get. Um, and we're now, you know, at the 4,000 mark, but it's not about numbers. It's not a numbers game. It's really about community and surveyors feeling as though they've got somewhere to be, uh, somewhere that they, they, they belong. And in particular, you know, students um, or trainee surveyors or surveyors who work for themselves, because when you when you're in a corporate, you're, you belong to a corporate, whether you like that or not. And I'm very supportive of corporates. We need them and I've seen them work well. Uh, but you have that sense of, of belonging, you get that, that support, you do not get that when you work for yourself. And that's why it's important to create that. Similarly, as a student or a trainee, you need to create your network of support, which will take you through the next you know, few phases of, um, of your career and, uh, um, and where you want to be. And so the, you know, through a very simple Facebook, which is quite easy, uh, Facebook group, which is quite easy to start, um, it grew into something that meant quite a lot to people and we've had a lot of 
um, support, ambassadors. Um, we've lost people, some because I've thrown them out the group for, for behavior and being a prat. Uh, but some, you know, we had some surveyors pass away for the, like, uh, the likes of Graham Ellis and um, Malcolm Hollis. And that's quite sad. And we need to come together as a community when, when those things happen. So um, it's quite a special place to be, even if it is just a Facebook and Facebook is, is not your thing. The podcast came about just before the pandemic. And the idea was that, again, we'd have some technical conversations about what it means to be uh, you know, a, a small business surveyor, uh, some of the regulations and changes that were coming up because the home buyer um, home survey standard was due to come out. And I learned a lot about myself at that time, about what it means to be visible, because I never intended or planned to, but I realized that when you embrace your vulnerabilities and put yourself out there, that you learn a lot about yourself, but you help others too. And so we just thought, you know, let's give it a go. Let's just, you know, try this podcast, I went to an RICS CPD event and I asked the surveyors, there's about 70 there, and I asked a few of them, you know, how do you keep connected? And, you know, they all said they came to CPD events, but I noticed that nobody was really talking to each other. And network, networking is a really difficult thing. You have to have a, a purpose for it. Otherwise, it's just a, a waste of time. But it occurred to me that all of these surveyors would be driving home and they could listen to something. And I used to listen to lots of podcasts and audiobooks in my corporate job when I was traveling up and down the country. And so I thought, well, you know, let's give this a go. We could do a short series and talk about all sorts of stuff, get a bit of uh, engagement, see how it see how it goes. And I imagine surveyors driving around in their cars, um, you know, listening to me or other others talk. But obviously what then happened is a global pandemic, which nobody could have predicted uh, the scale or what would happen over the next two years. And that's where the podcast, I think, really came into its own, because as well as um, uh, meetup, uh, informal meetup sessions that we organize in the free Facebook group, you know, it became a place of where we could just talk. And my uh, skills if you like as an interviewer I would never profess that any of these are interviews I prefer to call them conversations two-way conversations because it takes the pressure off me um, but that's where it really sort of came into its own because we started to talk about more meaningful stuff it wasn't just about the regulations and standard and you know it was it was about people and everybody likes a good career story and if I think about the mentors that I had when I was going through my journey as a surveyor starting out you know they made a real impression on me and you know I'm mindful that a lot of people don't have that and so you know just by having a conversation sharing a career journey on a podcast like this I know has made a difference and helps people feel connected and hopefully inspire them or give them some ideas of, of the next steps uh, that they need to take and you know, so I've learned a lot about myself doing these podcasts. It's actually really helped me for my mental health, actually going through the pandemic. The podcast kept me going because whilst my kids were at home and my daughter cut all her curly hair off because she had found some scissors, which wasn't great. Um, you know, all of this stuff was going on for me it was an anchor. So thank you to everybody who allows me to do this, who listens to these podcasts. 
um, it got me through and I hope it, it got you through. And, you know, sort of fast forward to, you know, to where we are now, where is the podcast going? And I've thought about different direction. I've thought about, do I rename it to my um, business, Love Surveying, um, which does what it says on the on the tin for me. I'm, I'm passionate about surveying and, and the way that we that we operate as as people but you know you can always you can also overthink all of these things and the surveyor hub people know and so you know we'll, we'll stick uh, with the name and I've thought about and I've experimented you know the last season I had um, business focused related topics um, I spoke to non-surveyors try to get more women in and if there are women out there who would love a bit of visibility and would love to have a chat and talk about their careers or talk about what's important to them do reach out because it is hard to find women and it's hard to convince women to come on the podcast but I promise you I, I don't bite and you'll get a lot from the um, from the support and experience that I that I can give you um, but the the podcast you know will continue as long as that I'm able uh, to do it I've got some great um, people some surveyors lined up to talk about you know their careers what matters to them some of the things that, that, are, that are going on um, and I and I hope you in you really enjoy it um, one of the things that we'll be talking about in a couple of the earlier episodes is young surveyor of the year which is the award that the RICS um, uh, you know has and uh, that's one of the things that that actually really keeps me going is although I don't directly work with students and, and people you know newly qualified I tend to work with people a bit further down the line in their career I do love engaging with people who just started out because the enthusiasm that they have it's that effervescence you know um, it's that passion it's seeing things in a in a new way and I even get prickly even just, just thinking about it, just tingly thinking about it. It's just having that, you know, starting your career and knowing that you can make a difference and you're going to achieve things and your life is going to change. And my life certainly changed when I qualified. Um, it meant that I wouldn't lose my flat and I could make my mortgage payments. It meant that I had some security and a profession. And so it makes a real difference for us, but also for all the different people that we work with and will work with through, through our careers. So I'm really curious and interested in everybody new coming through. And I was really um, uh, interested or sort of really pushed, if you like, for um, in the Bishard report for more to be done and um, for Matrix and uh, those members of Matrix and young surveyors to get that support. And even, even in schools, you know, because the more that we talk about it, the more that we share everything that we know, then that's how we make uh, a better place. And it sounds, you know, it sounds a bit idealistic. Let's make the world a better place, you know, a better place than what we what we found it in. And because that's quite hard when you're running a business, when you've got people to pay, when you've got pain in the ass customers, you know, it's really hard to come back and focus on those things. And I think going through my own career journey, the ups and downs, you know, focusing on my my ADHD, which is which is all about interest, you know, doing things that I love. And when I, when I do that, when I'm interested, then I can really focus. Otherwise, I, I get very distracted. You know, but if we, if we come to that, then that's when we do good. And when we do good, we can't help but feel good. And who wouldn't, who wouldn't want that in their career and their life? And it's not the truth that you can't earn money doing that. You just haven't found the way yet. 
And so, you know, I'm, uh, as you can probably tell, <laughs> I love surveying. I love um, people's journeys, what they do, how it all comes about. But I think we just need to talk about it more and pay it forward, not just for you know, new, new people coming through, but also thinking about surveyors later on in their career. You know, when you retire, you don't just switch off. And there's lots that people can do to, to give back or just to feel connected. Um, and I'm thinking about my career and where I might want to be in the future. And, and I hope through my work as the Surveyor Hub and, and Love Surveying and all the, the women, in, uh, women in Surveying Virtual Summit that I did um, in 2018, all of those things that I've done, I hope it leaves a bit of a legacy. You know, I'm not saying that I have a, <laughs> a plaque somewhere with my name on, but that it makes a difference because when you then look back and I look back at my career, you know, I'm age 47 and the you know, 20 plus years that I've had, you know, it, it means it was worth it. The ups and downs I've learned have made a difference. And that gives you that satisfaction and confidence to just do whatever needs to happen. So all of that feels really, really deep. Um, I thought I was going to do <laughs> a little bit of an intro to the podcast. Um, but, you know, I hope that gives you a bit more insight as to me what I'm about, what the podcast is about, and um, you know, do follow me on social media. I'm on on TikTok, hang about on LinkedIn, or obviously there's a Facebook Facebook groups. Do share the podcast, um, you know, with other people who you think might be uh, might be interested. If you want to get involved in supporting the community or the podcast in any way, then then do reach out and let me know. I'm always open to creative ideas and for people who want to really add value and give back in some way uh, but for now thank you for listening to this uh, little intro and I hope you enjoy the podcast going forward I'll check in with you again soon bye-bye